Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire. Once again, I have a wonderful, we were chit-chatting before we started a wonderful guest today. Please welcome Joanna Godinas to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So excited for today. Absolutely. I can't wait to hear more about the retreats and the travel. She's all kinds of exciting stuff she's got going on. Uh, But before we get into the conversation, let me read you a little bit of her background so that you know where she's coming from. She is considered by many to be their personal assistant for life. Uh, she is a businesswoman with an MBA who has spent the last 10 years of human success as a human success development coach. What exactly is that, you may ask? Well, if she's founder of Bay, B-A-Y, she'll explain that. Oh, and Beyond Asana Yoga School, which I'm assuming that's the B-A-Y. Joanna offers an innovative approach to habit development, personal professional coaching, and lifestyle transformation, helping get clear and attract your definition of success in your life. Uh, She says money can't buy happiness, but it is a tool that can give you access to people and services that you can employ to increase your overall joy and experience in life. Through yoga, meditation, and extensive study patterns on mindset and the way our mind operates, you know me as brain lady, I love that stuff, she was able to completely alter the direction in her life, and now she assists others in her field who were experiencing the same burned out state, social pressures, professional demands, financial stresses, and overall imbalance in health and time. And she developed and systematized a way in which she can provide those tools to you as well. According to Joanna, you can achieve your dreams by aligning your life with your inner values. And to do that, she and her team developed her proprietary ELM, or proprietary, sorry, ELM, Evolutionary Life Mapping Method, which she facilitates your self-discovery through inquiry and self-reflection. Based on what you uncover, a plan of action can be developed and intentionally directed action can be taken. That is amazing, Joanna. Thank, welcome again to the Women Entrepreneur Show. Thank you so much. This is awesome. I, I, anytime I get to share anything that can elevate someone, I am so down. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I always tell people as a brain geek, I'm like, anytime I can talk about the brain, I love it. And we're going to do this. We're going to have another conversation, hopefully, on The Brain Lady Speaks. But let, let's get into this. I, you have such a, in reading your your bio, it seems like there's a there's a story back there. So <laughs> tell us, what what's that story? What led you to this? Because you obviously had some other career in your life before you developed this own business. So what led you to creating this, your company? Well, like, I feel like the universe is what leads me to the things that I do. Uh, I'm very much in flow and always have been since I was a kid. Uh, I, I started my first business in third grade. I was selling candy. I, and my dad taught me how to create an inventory, how to keep a list of what people want that I don't have how to make sure that we don't rebuy the things that aren't being sold. So from a very small age, my dad really kind of fostered this entrepreneurial path. Meanwhile, my mother was a chemist and she was a chemistry professor. She was big on education and making sure that I went to school and the balance between the geekiness of my mom and the entrepreneurship of my dad led to me 
finding ways to, yes, be highly educated, but also create businesses that, that I really enjoyed. Because one thing as an entrepreneur is it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. And if you don't, if you aren't really passionate about what you're doing, the burnout is real. Totally. Um, yeah. So in 2005, after I graduated from my bachelor's in 2004, I was racing cars and I didn't want to give up the racing, but I knew that I couldn't really afford to get any further with it. So I started a racing school. And through that process, I realized that I needed more knowledge of management in order for to actually have a true business. So I decided to get my MBA and I finished writing my thesis December of 2007. And as we know, the economy was taking a turn, not for the best, but for the worst at that point in time. So when I finished my MBA, going back to the racing school wasn't really an option because a racing school is a luxury. Like paying $1,000 a day to drive a car isn't really on the priority list when things are not doing so well. So right. I found a job at Leica Microsystems. It was an amazing company. I can't say enough about it. But I always knew that I didn't really want to work for somebody else. So while I was working with them, I was going out and working out at a place right next door. And I really enjoyed fitness. I really enjoyed health and wellness. And I got into that because once I got out of school in 2007, I went through a terrible depression, knowing that I couldn't go back to my business, not really knowing what I wanted to do. I was living in North Carolina at the time and couldn't find a job there. Like I was actually in Illinois where I did my bachelor. So I moved back to Illinois for that. And um, so I asked my boss, I was like, do you mind if I go to school during lunch? And she was like, oh, no problem. So I literally studied myself out of that job within. <laughs> and um, I got a degree as a personal trainer and I got a nutrition degree and I got certified as a Zumba instructor. And I basically started leading uh, wellness programs for corporations. So I moved back to Puerto Rico. And I found, I, I had a friend that worked for Triple S, which is the equivalent of Blue Cross Blue Shield here. Mm -hmm. And basically, I got lists of companies that could take benefits of offering these services to their employees and then getting discounts on their premiums. So basically, I would go to the company and I would be like, I'll charge you 80% of your discount. So nobody would say no, because I'm still right. saving money and I'm giving you healthier employees. So it was a no brainer kind of company. And really, it kicked off everything in, in my life. Um, in 2011 was when I first got certified as a yoga teacher. And that's when everything really got ramped up because I realized I'm being a doctor, I'm treating people's symptoms, people are over mm -hmm people are not happy with their bodies. And I'm a personal trainer, so I'm helping them look better. But I'm not really getting to the root cause of why there was an issue to begin with. Mm. Whether image or overeating or using food as an escape, I was never finding those reasons out. And the reason why yoga sort of like tied all of these loose ends for me was because I realized like, if you don't deal with your mindset and with the way that you view the things in your life, the external will never be enough. 
Yeah. You'll lose the weight, but then you'll want boobs. You'll get boobs and then you'll want a butt. And then you'll want your, your, your stomach to be smaller. And then your face will start going too. So it's one of those things where if you're not reaching the root cause, no external changes that you make are actually going to really lead you to be a happy person. So yoga then became like the forefront. And, um, and yeah, that's really where it all started snowballing from there. To be honest, the reason why like Bay Lifestyle was born was because in 2016, end of 2016, beginning of 2017, I had a brachial plexus issue and I couldn't move my right arm. I couldn't pick anything up. I couldn't tell my hand to do what it needed to do. Like I lost the connection. Oh, wow. From my brain to some of the muscles, which some of them are still not really fully functional. But back then I was teaching 23 fitness classes and doing a lot of personal training. But if oh, I wow. lift a, a one pound, <laughs> how am I going to be a personal trainer and teach all these fitness classes? Right. So, um, I ended up being brought to California from a friend that was my boss in New York, like four years earlier. And uh, I got down there to start working on what's called signature programming. So it's kind of developing very specific classes that only the Bay Club could teach. And so the first one was called GlideFit. And the second one was Bay Lifestyle, which was actually drawn and written up for the Bay Clubs. But when COVID hit, they didn't want to do it. And I was like, okay, can I keep it? And they yeah, said, exactly. Um, Entrepreneur at heart. She's finding it everywhere she can find it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the biggest thing with life. You know, life will never, ever, ever care about your plans. It doesn't right. care about anything that you do or say or think. But when life gives you lemons, you make margaritas. You don't make lemonade. You make margaritas. You make the best of it in every way that you can. So, um, yeah, so that led me to California. And then when, when the Bay Club let me keep Bay Lifestyle, then my whole company became Bay Lifestyle. And I sat down with myself and I was like, okay, so what does Bay stand for? And the name Beyond Asana Yoga, that's how that was born. It was literally from the acronym. It wasn't the other way around. <laughs> nice. Nice. I love that. Such a great, I mean, your transition, your journey it sounds like you've been on the earth for a hundred years, but everything that you've experienced, right? Forty in two weeks. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's amazing. And I think it really, it speaks to the entrepreneurial heart, right? Because this is, this is the way we are, you know, constantly looking for how to either improve the business we're in or to, even if you go into a corporate structure Mm -hmm. which is necessary sometimes in our lives, right? We go into the corporate structure that still that desire to be an entrepreneur is still always going to be there. And you have clearly taken it, um, taken it to a new level with everything that you've, you've got dialed in now. Now you talked a little bit about the, about yoga as a whole, but how did it, it specifically, or I should say how it fit into your transition, but how did it affect you personally, your brain, your mindset in your life and business? Well, like many other people, I found yoga through the body. Um, I was a dancer and I was a gymnast when I was little. So doing yoga poses was amazing in my body. So 
I thought, like many other people, that yoga was a physical practice. But in 2011, when I took that teacher training, I learned about the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. And in the Yoga Sutras, Yoga Sutra 1.2 says, Yoga Chitta Vritta Nirodaha. And that Sanskrit for yoga is the cessation of the fluctuations of the mind. And that blew everything that I thought about yoga out of the water. Because I took something that was an exercise and then I started understanding it has nothing to do with your body at all. You use your body as a way to learn to focus your mind. But then yoga then is everything. Because in everything in life, you questions, ideas, conversations lead to fluctuations of the mind and conversations in your head. And what yoga teaches you is to not just have conversations with your mind and with your thoughts, but to sit back and look at them because you are not your thoughts and you are not your mind. You are the observer of what's happening to this human. You are not the human. And that's really tough for people to understand because we are so attached to our bodies. We are so attached to our ego. And to be told that like you don't really matter as a person, like what matters is this experience of life that yes, you are sort of going through it, but like what you do isn't really what matters. It's the actual experience itself that matters. It's something that took basically like six years for me to even truly understand and to be able then to teach others because the path of first understanding what yoga is, but then really being able to live it that's two different things. Knowing something intellectually and then truly being able to, to, to absorb it and live by it, it, it's not automatic. You don't just learn right. something and then operate. It's, it takes a while, especially when we're older and we have our set habits and our set routines and our set patterns. It takes, it takes a lot for Effort, you. Yeah. Yeah. And honesty and responsibility. And it's not easy. We're, we're taught, even with religion, we're taught something outside of you is what gets to judge you or what gets to save you. And, and no, the reality is like, it's all in you. It's all within. So unless you take responsibility for becoming a different person and for your actions or whether they're good or bad, it's, it's, like, I think that's the part that's the hardest is, is being selfish, but not in a selfish way, in a way where you're like, okay, this person said something and it affected me. Why yeah. did it affect me? Yeah. So you take away the responsibility from other people and you start putting that responsibility on yourself. Absolutely. I, I agree a whole, I heartedly on that point. You know, the people have to understand that it's not you cannot control your circumstances. Most of the time, things just happen. You couldn't control the lockdown, right? You couldn't control a lot of that, but it's how you react to the situations and how you how you handle those situations, especially internally. You know, the, the brain is so important in controlling the mind and the mind controlling the brain. Like it's just this, this connection that you have to have and you have to understand that you've got it, you've got to have your thought process right. And putting it saying, oh, what was me is not it's not proactive. It's not going to do anything positive, which leads me to my next question with you. Mindset. Right. 
because as a, you know, that's one of the things that I specialize in is that mindset as a mindset consultant and really helping individuals, even corporations understand that the mindset they set for the corporation is going to affect the, the people working there. Why do you feel that it's so critical to the way we experience the world as a whole and our, our life as we're going through it? Because reality doesn't exist. <laughs> like true reality doesn't exist. Like there is an experience and based on you, your thoughts, your experience, your DNA, your conditioning, that determines how you see everything around you. So not only that, we're, we're magnets. We're magnets of energy. So whatever you're vibing in is what you attract. So when your mindset is open and it's receptive and, and you think of abundance, that there's abundance in the world, that's what you see. If you're walking down a beautiful beach and you see a piece of garbage and you decide that there's too much garbage on the beach, from then on, all you'll see is the garbage. Yeah. You will no longer see the beautiful beach. So where your attention goes depends on your mindset. What you bring to you depends on your mindset. So it's great to talk about manifesting and this and that. Well, all of that happens because of what you are thinking about and the mm -hmm. way that you think that things come to you or not come to you. So our mindset really determines how we live our life and what happens in our life and how we approach things. And it's what keeps us in joy even when bad things happen. Like yes, mom passed away in January and I spent all of last year figuring out how to spend time with her. So all of last year, I left my husband. We were in Costa Rica. I left them in Costa Rica, came to Florida to take care of her. Then I spent the whole year figuring out how do I make my business run out of Florida? And then she passed away in January. Okay, but I had set up everything to be in Florida and now I don't have to be in Florida. So shoot. But <laughs> either be really upset that my mom passed away, be upset that I did all this to spend time with her. And now what am I going to do? Or I can just be like, okay, I got a year to spend with my mom that I would not have had otherwise. Right. And now I just get to revamp again. And it's, it's, yeah, it's really how you see the world is how the world shows up. Yeah. And it's not the other way around. It's not the world shows up and you react a certain way. It's it's your view of it that's going to determine what's happening in it. Yeah, I I often tell people, you know, affirm affirmations are great. You know, that's great, but only one tool. It's not. It's it's a whole experience. It's the whole way you look at things and the way you react to things and you know your perspective and making sure that it's you're looking for the opportunities and you're telling your brain what the opportunities are that are important to you because you're not going to see it. It's all there. It's there oftentimes and we miss it because that's not where our focus is or that's not what what's in our mindset, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like from like in between me getting hurt with my brachial plexus in California, I model for a living to make ends meet. Like I'm five feet tall. There's no reason <laughs> I had once been into a group shoot that it was a meetup of a bunch of photographers and a bunch of models with a huge modeling closet and we would just get to pick things out and get our picture taken and I had done that once and I knew if I could do that once I could do it again <laughs> and I found a way to do it it's and again it's all about the mindset 
if if I would have thought I'm not tall enough or skinny enough or or whatever enough to be a model, then that would have been the reality. But yeah. my reality was how can I find ways to make a living out of this? And yeah. that brings in the situation where I can. Yeah. And I often tell, you know, one of my favorite sayings is the brain listens to everything that you're saying, you're thinking in your mind. So you have to be careful what you're saying it. Because if you say I'm too short, your brain's going to go, okay, you're too short. And they're never, it's never going to support you in that activity that you're seeking to be involved in. Mm-hmm. And and that's, and it's not always easy, right? We talk it, but we always, so there's always, I know with myself, I'm a very, I, I, I live this way. And yet there's, there are some times when I'm sitting there at night going, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And then I have to stop myself and say, no, wait a minute. <laughs> the second I say that, that's what my brain's going to hear. <laughs> well, there's patterns, you know, and, and it's, a long time to create the patterns and it takes a longer time to break the patterns. So if you're a person that has always defaulted to, I can't do this, or that's too hard, or to break out of that is going to take time. It's not just going to happen right away. And becoming the observer is what helps you break out of that. Because instead of you always defaulting to going along with the brain and going along with the conversations and the thoughts that pop up, you can sort of give yourself the space and step back and be like, no, that thought doesn't serve me. Now, that's not easy either. And what I always tell my clients is in order for you to know what thought to default to, you need to create what it is that you want. You need to get to know yourself enough to know what matters in your life. And that thought needs to be hella big. It cannot be teeny tiny. It has to be huge. Like mine is, I want to change the education system and I want to change felony laws. Those are huge things. I can work my whole life and maybe never accomplish it, but it means that I'll always have something to work towards. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the vision has to be there so that when those thoughts come that aren't serving you, you can default to a thought that you know does serve you and will help the universe see what it is that you want to create in your life. It's powerful. And I often tell people you have to do things like that in a very multi-sensory way. And I, I don't, I don't know how you feel on this, but like I tell people, you've got to surround yourself with it. It's not just your time in meditation when you're thinking about, okay, what do I want or what do I, what do I ah, just hit the microphone, <laughs> right? It's literally having those, having everything in your sphere that you see and that you experience and that you feel be supportive of that. Yeah. And that's why vision boards are good. Like vision boards are not just something that you make and you, oh, I had so much fun making my vision board. No, the whole point is for you to look at it and remind yourself. And every time you forget, come back to it. If you just make it and set it and then forget it, it does nothing for you. Yeah. It's why I'm always there to remind you. Yes. I'm always telling people you got to move it. Like, don't have your vision board in the same either. You either have to set an alarm that reminds you to stare at it for a couple of minutes at once a week and really, really absorb your thought process behind it, or you move it constantly. Because if it's in the same place, your brain just looks at it as a couch, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's just a piece of furniture. Yeah. <laughs> 
They're not meant to be decoration. <laughs> right. No, no, they have a functional purpose, functional purpose. Well, you do a lot of work. Um, this is what I was kind of excited about when, before we started the recording is that you do a lot of work through retreats. So what, what kind of led you? I mean, a retreat is a huge thing. I know if there's any entrepreneurs that are listening, just simply having a one day, at one hour event if you're looking for a location, a venue, because I kind of want to get back to the entrepreneurial side of things, right? If you, you know, just doing it one day, half day is challenging to find the right place and the perform the entire idea around it and how the flow is going to go. And you do full, like you do four, four, five day events. Ten. What, you, what was that? I do 10 day. I do three week ones. Wow. So. What made you want to do jump into the event space and do events? Because that's a really, I I can't believe it, 10 days. I've got a two-day one coming up in, in February. I'm like, oh, 10 days. Oh, this one's wearing me out. <laughs> um, you know what? It it started by accident. Well, let, let me first go back. So again, my father sparked that entrepreneur in me, whether he likes it, because now he thinks I'm crazy, right? But whether he right. likes it or not. When I was, so in, in Puerto Rico, we celebrate quinceañeras instead of yeah. 16, right? So it's when mm -hmm. you turn 15. And the traditional quinceañera is like a wedding. And it's, a, it's huge. Like you wear a dress and you start in flats. And then your dad metaphorically takes the flat out, gives you the heel. And you're turning from a child to a woman and blah, blah, blah. And I looked at my dad and I was like, there is no way that I want that. <laughs> and he said... Okay, here's $500. You plan your own party. And I planned, by the way, back then, no internet, no computers. So with the yellow pages, I managed to get a high-end club to close a section and make it alcohol-free. I got a, um, like a music house to bring some of their singers that were up and coming with dancers and everything to come perform at the birthday party. And I got all the invitations out and I did everything myself at 14. So wow. doing that helped me understand that no matter how hard something is, if you keep putting in the effort, you can make it happen. So in 2014, I started working in New York. I had moved to New York with someone I was dating at the time. And I was working at this company called Lifetime. And I had a really amazing community there. The yoga studio there fit 90 people in the studio. So it was large. And like on passing, um, I was always talking about how I'm always in Puerto Rico because my family's from Puerto Rico. And someone was like, we should go to yoga in Puerto Rico. I was like, you think? Let's do it. I'll plan it all out. And that's how it started in 2015. Uh, I think it was around February. I brought everyone down. We, we did a hike in El Junque and meditated in front of the waterfall. And we did, uh, we went to my favorite beach, which has three sections. We did hiking in one, yoga in another one, and a meditation and a picnic in another one. And back then, the observatory was also going. Maria destroyed the observatory. It was the largest mm -hmm. in the world. But we used to then go to the observatory and see the history and the movies it's been in and all kinds of stuff. Um, so fast forward to now that I also have my yoga school, I run my teacher training in retreats. 
So if it's a 200 hour program, it's usually 16 days to 21 days. And a 300 hour program is 21 days to 30 days. Plus I do shorter retreats. And the reason why I do that is because even with my, the ELM, which is the evolutionary life map that I do, mm -hmm. two days, and you have the option to do it retreat style. Because I feel like people's mind shift happens a lot easier when they're out of their comfort zone yeah. completely. Sure. So taking you into a place where with ELM, for example, one of the questionnaires that you answer is like, do you rather do a hike or spend the day at the beach? Do you rather go to a tree house or to a really nice beach house? And according to the answers that you give me is where we're going to go. Because I want you to step out and I want you to feel like, oh my God, this is amazing. So that you open your mind to things being different than what they are. Yeah. And so retreats, even the mastermind retreats, like, People get a lot more real. They tend to open up more. They tend to be more receptive and they tend to walk out of there with like just a bit more of a sense of I can do this. I can create this change. So yeah. the retreats come from there and, and I build them based on places that have inspired me in some way. So the energy in Costa Rica is ridiculous. I've been there 11 times already. And, and when my mom got sick, I was supposed to be there six months working at a yoga studio down there. Um, now I'm doing them in Bali because I went to Bali and it changed my life. So like the things that impact me, I like to share them. And so I create experiences that bear some of the experience that have shifted the way that I see the world. And my aim is to help create the same shifts in others because whether it's in your personal life or in your business, because we do these with masterminds as well, mm -hmm. when you change your mind, everything else changes. Like, yeah, no matter how much work you put out, if your mindset doesn't change, it, it's temporary. It, it's just, it's not going to really make a lasting impact. So when you come out of your comfort zone and you get to experience different ways to see the world, especially through learning about yoga and learning about the lifestyle of yoga, not poses. The poses don't matter. It's mm -hmm. the being the observant of your thoughts that matters. So really teaching how to create that in your lifestyle, it's, it's I mean, it shifts people's lives completely. So yeah. I, I just... I attempt to offer others the things that have impacted me and let me to be able to live a life that I can truly say, like, I love my life. Like, when I die, I, I can promise you I will regret more things that I have done than that I have. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. This is a wonderful conversation. I love it. Um, let's talk about... Um, how people can stay in contact with you. So your website is bay-lifestyle.com, mm -hmm. right? That's a good place, a good place to start. And then you have, um, you have other things that you are offering the listeners, something about a uh, retreat style and receiving 20% off. Tell us what that is about. Yeah, just, Contact me. Either you can call me. My number's on screen as well, 815-501-5070. Uh, 
or you can email me at johanna at bay-lifestyle.com. And just let me know that you heard our conversation here at the WEE podcast. And I will for sure give you that extra link for the 20% off. I mean, again, my thing is I want to share this with as many people as possible. So the next uh, retreat that we have is in Puerto Rico, and it's a yoga teacher training retreat in February. It's 10 days online, 10 days in Puerto Rico. After that, we'll be going to Ecuador in May. Then we'll be in Costa Rica for another yoga teacher training in June, June 1st through, no, 3rd to the 24th. And then we'll be in Bali for a 7 or 10 day. So you can either come 16 to the 26th or 19 to the 26th. And the reason is because the front part is a little more high end and more expensive. So if you feel like you can't afford it, come to the last week. It's just two grand for the for the whole week. And that includes every meal, every adventure, every ride, every everything that you need. Um, because again, my my goal is not to break someone's bank. It's to give them an experience. And the reason why I'm doing it the way that I'm doing it. So I actually went to Bali to a retreat center and the plan was to do it at the retreat center. But I realized that there's no way that I could make it affordable if I was going to do it that way. So mm-hmm. yeah, it takes more work on my end to set it all up instead of just paying someone to set it up for me. But right. my discount, I can forward to the people and then offer a, a much cheaper way for them to come out and, and have this experience. And to be honest, Bali, it, it was just incredible. Like <laughs> I, can't, I can't even, I got two tattoos to, to, to help me remember. <laughs> I had been wanting a tattoo for my mom and I finally got it and I got it hand poked. So someone did it like by hand. So, um, the place has an energy and culture. You got to remember the U S is a very young country. Yes going to a place where you're walking somewhere that's 2000 years old, 1500 years old, 1000 years old, and just feeling the energy and feeling the culture. Nothing gives you that in the United States. No Mm matter, only nature, like go to Yosemite and places like that. You can get that kind of vibe. But um, like people have have these beautiful temples in their houses. And every morning they dress up in full garb just to honor the gods before they start their day. And you see them putting flowers and food and trinkets and incense and, and doing all of these things. And, and it's, it was just, it was (laughs) quite the experience. Um, Yeah. So I got out of there. I was like, yeah, I need to share this. You need to come back. Can. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, before we wrap up, I always I'd like to ask my uh, my guests to if you had one piece of advice that you would give the entrepreneurs that are listening. And by the way, all of the ways to stay in contact with her if you're listening uh, as a podcast as opposed to watching this on YouTube, then it is in the show notes, right? So go to the show notes for this particular episode, and it all those contact information will be there as well. So before we go, if you were to give one piece of advice to the listeners, the entrepreneur, the women who are out there developing their own amazing entrepreneurial business, what would that piece of advice be? Um, Make sure that you do not leave your for sure income for your new business until Mm. you are truly ready. 
Um, too many people jump the boat too quick and then it fails. Like I made sure that I had enough money or I had enough side hustles to support my business until my business was ready to support me. So I, I did not count on my business supporting me until I knew that my business could support me. And that's not easy, right? Because when we start a business and it starts to get going, the first thing we want to do is jump right in and say, nah, I'm done with this. I'm not working for you anymore. Don't yeah. do that. leave the door open and make sure that you, you as a person are ready. So I made sure that I had enough money to pay my bills for one full year and that the business had enough money to pay for itself for six months before I gave up my job. Um, so yeah, be, be patient with yourself and, and, and know that if you set up yourself this way, you won't fail. Like prepare, 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 and, and think of every single thing that could go wrong and prepare for that. Not because you want to manifest things going wrong, but because you need to be realistic. You have the vision of what you want to happen, but you know this thing and this thing and this thing, and then you put things in play just in case anything happens. Boom, I got that. Boom, I got that. So that little things don't overwhelm me and, oh, my God, this is the end of the world. Because that does happen to entrepreneurs when you don't yeah. think of something that could go wrong. It shows up unexpected, and then you have no clue what to do about it. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I love that. That's a beautiful piece of advice. Yeah. So just prepare yourself mentally and financially for it. And ask for help. Ask. Mm. Big capital A-S-K. Yep. Because nowadays, we are, it's so easy to connect. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. We have access to people that we never had access to before. Don't be scared to ask. Like some of the people that I've helped the most have never paid me one cent. They've just yeah. had the calls to call me and ask me a question and it has, and I will happily give them an answer. I, I won't, I won't have you as a client for months and months on end, but I'll have right. one conversation with you. And if I can give you something that can change your life, then it's go for it. Amazing. I love it. Great piece of advice. Well, Joanna, thank you so much for being on the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire show today. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, lots of valuable information. I encourage all of the listeners to stay connected with um, Joanna. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Julie. And I'm excited to be in your other podcast as well. This will be fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. Good deal. All right. So for anyone who wants to stay connected with Joanna, of course, all of that information is there. If you want to stay more connected with or get involved more with women entrepreneurs, be sure to shoot us an email at info at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. I know it's a mouthful, but remember it's all plural. So women entrepreneurs with an S extraordinaire.com. If you have an idea, a thought, a topic, maybe it's a business topic that you're curious about or you need some assistance with, shoot us an email. And we will, you know, maybe we can have that topic or I can find a, a guest who specializes in that and have them come on to the show. You can also message our group liaison, Kelly Cooper. It's K-E-L-L-I at WomenEntrepreneursExtraordinaire.com. And keep an eye out for our newly renovated um, website, WomenEntrepreneursExtraordinaire.com. <laughs>
give us a thumbs up, give us a like, share this information. It's amazing. Support other women in business and support Joanna by staying connected with her and us on we. All right. Until next week, until the next interview and the next amazing inter, uh, individual to get to know or topic to get covered. I want everyone to just simply go out there and enjoy every moment. <laughs>